that fight. So that means we're going to head to Birmingham, Alabama, to talk to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. And, Lynn, good morning to you, and thanks for joining us on the Nick Brown Show. Uh, hey, Nick. Yeah, good good morning. It is, uh, we're talking off the air. I mean, it's uh, an absolutely gorgeous day. I mean, it's not a cloud in the sky, and it, you know, it's a it's a beautiful June day. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's February. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, what, what, what in the world happened? Did we just go, like, straight from October to April? Uh, you know, this has been a ridiculous... Uh, and the thing is, up in New England, you know, they're having record snows and all this cold. I've got a guy I'm working with in Toronto, and he said they, they're they having, uh, you know, uh, terrible snows and, and bad weather. The ski resorts out in the Rockies are... Uh, you know, are getting are getting record snows in some places, so don't want to get all the Al Gore fans too excited. But uh, but man, the South hadn't had a winter. No, I have not had have not had a winter. You're exactly right. I was going to so, say this is the home of the peaches uh, here in Ruston, Lynn, and usually about March when the peaches are just starting to bloom and get going, we'll have a big freeze and kill off all the peaches. Yeah, well that may that may happen. I, my uh, my son works at a at a location. My oldest son called me yesterday. And they've already gotten in pallets of mulch and potting soil and plants and that stuff. I said, man, is this not jumping the gun? He said, well, our folks looked ahead and said they don't anticipate having, a, having another deep freeze. So, uh, well, I, you know, you, we'll, there's, your, there's your great we'll segue. You brought up. It makes it, good for, it makes it good for baseball and softball, though, doesn't it? Because, uh, you know, a lot of times we have games messed up because of, uh, cause of you know, threat of snow or freezing weather. Well, we're uh, – We'll we'll go into that. Uh, SEC softball and baseball teams are looking mighty good, and they got good weather to play in. Hey, now that we're talking about the good segue, you brought up freeze. Uh, I must go to uh, (laughs) – you brought it up. And, uh, you know, Lynn, uh, follow that, but uh, uh, Hugh Freeze, can can he survive? I mean, I just – can he survive all of this? I guess he can. uh, I've I've seen a couple of, you know, prominent – sports media folks that you and I know who they are, uh, that I've already conjectured that he would not be able to survive it. Um, I think that the difference on some of these things here, I, w- I was asked um, a couple of times, and you and I may have mentioned it briefly on, on the air Thursday, uh, how this compares to Alabama. Because Alabama's been on probation, I guess, three times in the last 20, 25 years, um, and, and a couple of them pretty serious. And uh, they didn't ever get hit with lack of institutional control, which is the dreaded word that uh, the, the ones with the major probations get. If you remember that, that last uh, probation Alabama had, they, uh, the exact words were you were looking down the barrel of the gun uh, that we could have given you institution, lack of institutional control and didn't do it. And that was the sigh of relief when they uh, decided that they wouldn't hit them with that. Well, Ole Miss got hit with that. And, and the, the deal here is, you know, Coach Freeze in football is getting all the uh, notoriety or whatever on this, but you had three or four sports involved, and you had you had different things, you, you know, getting free hunting trips and uh, putting people up in hotels and uh, paying cash to people, and I mean, none of these things have been proven. These are all allegations, and, and until it's proven, then you're innocent until proven guilty in this country still. Um, but, you know, and pay, paying money to players that, that, uh, that didn't even sign with them, and if that if that actually happened, boy, that's a great investment. So, uh, you know, well, I don't know. It's it's going to be it's going to be tough to to do that. And they've already put a one year ban on themselves for for bowls. Well, the the teams in the past that have gotten hit with that have have gotten more years than that. Uh, I don't I don't think I think the the years 
of uh, not being able to be on television are over because the revenue is so, so big and it punishes all the other schools in a conference. I don't think you're going to have a time again uh, when a, a probation is going to include a TV ban. But uh, reduction of scholarships, having to disassociate, disassociate yourself with certain alumni uh, and fans uh, and multiple years of not going to bowl, I think those things are still in play. And if, if those things are implemented here, uh, you know, can Coach Freeze survive this? I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I hate it for him. Um, and, uh, and, and Donut Man, you probably saw this, uh, supposedly, and, and I think this probably happens a lot, uh, but supposedly in the, uh, in, in the course of the investigation, it said Ole Miss turned in Mississippi State. I don't know if that means that li- literally the institution Ole Miss, the employees you know, being investigated did, or if some of the players uh, spilled the beans on them or whatever. But, uh, you know, you saw there, and now the investigation may go over some into Mississippi State because of some things that got turned up there. I'm going to, I'm going to suspect that every time that any team in any conference has ever been investigated by the NCAA, that somebody has also said, hey, you going to look at us? Look at that guy over there. So I don't think this is necessarily a unique thing, if that did in fact happen. I don't think it's a unique thing, Ole Miss to Mississippi State. But I, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would caution uh, uh, Mississippi State and Southern Miss fans in the state that might be saying, oh, good, this is going to, you know, bring down our rival. Don't go get too euphoric yet uh, until you make sure that the, the other teams in the state don't uh, indirectly get involved in it. Or he had drawn into it. <clears throat> well, he, he has checked out this morning. He has uh, daughters uh, graduated with her master's from Louisiana Tech today. But I can tell you. Oh, good. Good for him. So I've already, I already touched base, and I told him that earlier. I said, you go back and look, and that's what I told him. I said, you know, uh, you're nothing but a troublemaker because uh, you go back and look at Cam Newton uh, over the year. It was between when Cam Newton all that involved Mississippi State. Now you look at this. And uh, so I certainly, you're right. It probably bring a lot of attention on the guys and uh, Starple. And, and, Lynn, you know that you and I have known for years, but I tell you, you've known each other for years, and I tell you all the time I can conspiracy theorists. If Ole Miss hadn't beaten Alabama, none of this would have happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know about that. Now. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I try to you know, not have my orange and blue glasses on, but I, I, and, and, hey, and I have people all the time say, well, <clears throat> look at what Alabama gets by with. And I agree with that. You know, the, uh, the, we talked about the, the Laramie Tunsil thing, uh, one of the one of the key things here is that Larry Me Tunsil uh, admitted in a in a social media outlet uh, that he had been paid money, and uh, that ends up being one of the things that's cited here. And, and I, I think I told you I got the message uh, from an Ole Miss person that sent me a copy of the article when D.J. Pluker, Alabama's All-American lineman, uh, admitted in social media that he had been paid a lot of money, uh, and all of a sudden he says, "Oh wait, wait, my account was hacked." Well. That's what Tunsil says. My account was hacked. Uh, and the fact that it was hacked, that's not good that somebody, you know, hacks your social media account. That happens all the time, unfortunately. But that didn't uh, – Tunsil didn't say it wasn't true. He said my account got hacked. And, um, you know, so uh, with that being said, Alabama at least has gone on probation three times. And uh, so it's not like – for these people that say, oh, well, Alabama, they're the sacred cow. Well, maybe they do get by with – with more things maybe than most would. However, they have been on probation three times. So, I mean, you know, and, and you look at, unfortunately, our conference, uh, speaking of the SEC, of course, uh, you go back over the last, you know, 40 years, and probably half the conference has been on probation. 
Uh, absolutely, Lynn. I have solved the dilemma. We're going to talk positive news. We're going to talk uh, baseball and softball and uh, basketball here in just a minute. But I have solved the dilemma on recruiting. You know, with the technology that we have today, everybody has these uh, uh, GoPro cameras. And, uh, in fact, my son was showing me one the other day that he wanted. So I said, you know what, here's what you do. Let's just say that I'm recruiting for, let's just say, the University of Tennessee. And there's this great running back uh, by the name of Lynn Scarborough. So I'm going to recruit. Uh, I'm going to go to Hueytown, Alabama, and I'm going to recruit Lynn Scarborough. Here's the thing. I've got to notify the NCAA. You have everybody. I mean, you got. I mean, here's the deal. Take uh, one compliance, and I keep up with it. I'm going to make contact with Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's from uh, Hueytown, Alabama. You're not me from Lindy's Magazine. And here's the deal. I have to record that. I have to record that. And you have to set up your interview with. Uh, you you got you to be known who you're recruiting. You, you got to show that. And I record this. Uh, interview uh, i record our visit with hey i'm recruiting you leanne hey we saw what you've done we really like what you're able to do we want you to be a part of the big orange nation in knoxville uh we want your family to come up and be a part of it but we're really excited about it you've got a great gpa you've passed the act you're eligible you're exactly what we're looking for now the, pr- the weight program you've been in at Hueytown hasn't been as strong as it needs to be you're a little undersized so what we're going to do is we're going to redshirt you the first year and i have recorded all of this okay Here's where it gets interesting. If there is any contact that I have with uh, Lynn Scarborough, whether it, you know, obviously other than a phone line, then therefore I am no longer able to recruit you. Okay. Now, so everything is documented. Also, if Lynn Scarborough or anybody in his family solicits any money or items. You know, hey, my boy Lynn really likes to go deer hunting. Can he go deer hunting on your pro- Hey, you, you lose your collegiate eligibility. Now, I think it would clean up the college game in recruiting. I mean, probably so. Here's the thing. All that stuff's so difficult to monitor. I mean, you know, the, the people say, well, everybody does these things or small things. And, and I bet it's the truth. And not not twenty thousand dollar checks or slipping money under the table, but but uh, yeah, giving somebody a ride somewhere, or uh, yeah, sure you can come over and fish on my pier on my lake, or you know, it's just it's you know, there's so many rules and the rule book's so thick, and it's almost where you can just have no contact with anybody, and you can't you know you can't even do. There was a there was one Nick a few years ago. And we'll get off this and get over some some sports, uh, but there was a, a case where, and this has been I don't remember which team it was, but uh, a boy was walking home from practice and it was a terrible rainstorm thunderstorm and 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 a coach who had been out watching the practice the boy is walking along and it's, it's some distance away to walk but and he pulled over and offered him a ride i mean that's just a humane thing to do i mean anybody in the in the south imagine you see a young kid walking in the rain you can give him a ride i mean and that was one of the things that was brought up against the school was that they gave an illegal um uh whatever the word, inducement or whatever, because they gave the boy a ride. Well, yeah, they gave him a ride in the middle of a thunderstorm, uh, walking walking home unprotected, and that breaks an NCAA rule. When that breaks an NCAA rule, I, I, we may have too many rules. Very good. Now let's move over to something uh, positive, and that's going to be uh, college basketball. And I should learn to listen to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine because I was telling you, 
all year long that the SEC was down. It's going to be a three-bid league. That's it. You're looking it's going to be Florida in the direction of Mike White, uh, Kentucky with Coach Cal, and then uh, Frank Martin over at South Carolina. You kept telling me, I think when it's said and done, it's going to be a four-bid league, four-bid league. Well, I believe you're right, and I believe that's going to be the Arkansas Razorbacks if they can go into Auburn Arena tonight and take care of Bruce Pearl and the Tigers. Yeah, Arkansas may be in anyway, but here's the deal. They have to go to Florida their next ball game, which is probably going to be a loss. And um, and then at the end, Georgia comes into Arkansas, and Georgia is trying to play its way to, to get into a better position. Um, this is a really key game today for Arkansas. Uh, they need badly to win, and it's a dangerous thing because Auburn is so young, and um, you know they're the only team in the country that uh, the its top four scorers are all freshmen. And they, I've never even heard of that before. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that Kentucky's ever had to deal with its top four uh, scores for freshmen. Uh, so it's a dangerous game for, for Arkansas. Arkansas, you'd think, ought to win the game. And, and they, I mean, they probably will. But, but that's a dangerous ball game for them. They, they desperately need to win that ball game. Um, uh, and another one, uh, you know, I don't understand RPI, Nick. I'll just tell you. The more I hear about it, the more confusing that it is to me. Uh, We've got Alabama at nine and six in the league. You've got Mississippi and Auburn at seventeen and eleven. Both of them having, other than the four teams that I think are going to get in it, the the two best records in the league are Ole Miss and Auburn, seventeen and eleven, and the best conference record is Alabama, nine and six. And the two teams that on uh, the RPI that I saw a thing on last night, based on games up through up through Thursday, um, the two teams with the highest RPI that are like next four out kind of deal are Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Well, Vanderbilt, they're both 15 and 13. means if they had just lost one more game, they wouldn't even have a winning season. Tennessee didn't have a winning record in the SEC. And Tennessee and Vanderbilt, they're, they're saying, who's got the most to lose, Tennessee and Vanderbilt? Well, Tennessee goes into South Carolina, who is in its annual swoon, and South Carolina desperately needs to win a game. They, they theoretically, I guess, could be for the third time in the last four or five years, play themselves out of the tournament. Um, and... Mississippi State, who can be a dangerous team, goes into Vanderbilt. I just don't understand how Vandy and Tennessee can be the two teams uh, with the best shot, they say, to, to break that four-game, that four-team deal. Um, Arkansas, if they lose to Auburn and then lose to Florida, I guess they could play their way out. And South Carolina, I guess if they let Tennessee come in there and beat them, uh, you know, maybe they could play their way out. But I, I believe that you're right. It's going to be a, it's going to be a four-team league. I think the interesting thing is going to be among – uh, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Auburn, Tennessee, Georgia, uh, those guys to see who gets the who has to play that first night in the tournament, and this may be a year because none of those teams are going to make the NCAA tournament unless they win the SEC tournament, and none of those teams are going to win the SEC tournament. So you're going to have more teams theoretically uh, uh, qualifying for an NIT bid than you're going to get SEC teams put in. It just could be that these teams would do themselves a favor to maybe win another SEC game but but finish in that bottom four so that they could go in and have the opportunity to play LSU or Missouri. And then by picking up that extra win, they just may host an NIT game. So this could be one of those weird deals where you want to play uh, that first night to get the extra ball game in with a chance to win. I want to turn to you talk about Alabama. They go to College Station, Texas, like you said, Reed Arena. And one interesting thing I thought that was uh, – Avery Johnson, I think, has done a, a great job and a very good job at Alabama. It was interesting when uh, – talk a little NBA news here. When uh, Cousins 
uh, Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, out of Mobile, went to the Pelicans. Boy, Avery Johnson couldn't say enough about the move. That's one thing, I think, to keep an eye on. If Alvin Gentry is relieved of his duties in uh, New Orleans, I wouldn't be surprised to see Avery Johnson as a candidate for that job. Yeah, that could be. I'll be kind of surprised. Uh, I think he really likes it at Alabama. Uh, I think he feel like he's really got a niche. I, I know he. Uh, there have been some conversations that he and, he and Coach Pearl uh, that they're they're reestablishing uh, the uh, Wimp Sanderson Sonny Smith situation in the state of Alabama, where you had teams that both both of those teams were going to the NCAA tournament every year, and they were both flamboyant, uh, uh, open talking coaches and and really got the PR angle, and both of these guys do. Uh, I would be surprised to see that happen, but, it, uh, yeah, he's, he's been a successful NBA coach before. Uh, that's from the, you know, the area where he's from, and, uh, and that, you know, I don't guess it shocked me. But I, I will be surprised if, uh, if Avery Johnson leaves Alabama in the next few years. Well, what I'm really looking forward to today, and that game's going to be at uh, 1 o'clock today on CBS, and that is the Florida Gators, number 13 in the land under uh, Mike White, going to take on the Kentucky Wildcats with Coach Cal. They're 11th. It's certainly going to be a uh, revenge factor out for Big Blue Nation as they were really uh, embarrassed and humiliated by the Gators down in the O'Connell Center in Gainesville earlier in the year. So Kentucky uh, should be a, should be a good basketball game today. Yeah, probably will be. I think. I mean, I think Kentucky will win. I'm with you. I, I, I remember watching that uh, game before, and when the league gets up to like 20 points, and you're thinking, man, this this can't be, and they just blew a good Kentucky team out of the gym. So I think that's. Uh, I think that's. You're going to be a Kentucky win. Uh, the, say, say a word just about the women's ball before we go over to the to the diamond. Um, I think Mississippi State and South Carolina once again have uh, you know they've established themselves. Uh, you know they they both have lost a couple of games, but I think they're clearly the best two teams. Um, and and I think uh, Kentucky and Missouri uh, are, are already over 20 wins, and they probably stand to be the the next two that go into the tournament. Um, and then then Tennessee and A and M, it will be a really Unusual thing for Tennessee not to be in the tournament. I think Tennessee's earned its way in there now. Uh, they play at Mississippi State tomorrow. So that's the traditional power of the conference playing against the new power of the conference in Starkville tomorrow. be interesting to see what happens there. If Tennessee can knock them off, I think that guarantees Tennessee getting in the tournament. And in that case, you'd end up probably with six SEC teams. Uh, Tennessee, a and going to get in. Uh, and then down, down from that, uh, no other no other conference team has a even has a winning record in the league, so I, I suspect you're probably a six team league in the uh, in the women unless something unusual happens. Well, and now let's move on to the the, the baseball diamonds and the softball as well. Because certainly things SEC. Uh, looking strong again, maybe only be a uh, four-bid uh, league in uh, basketball, but certainly I think baseball started off to a good start. But I must say, though, that one thing about it with now with all the days and the money, a lot of these uh, SEC teams uh, play most of their pre-conference games, if not all of them, within the friendly confines of their home park. Yeah, and that's that's certainly an advantage, and you can tell you can tell a difference uh, in the ones that you know in the ones that do and the ones that don't. Um, you know the like you know Florida. I'm trying to look and see who's played every uh, game. Ole Miss has played every game at home. A and M's played every game at home. Arkansas has played every game at home. Alabama uh, played every game at home. Alabama has. Auburn has. Uh, yeah. So so uh, I'm looking down at, and you're a good point. South Carolina's played every game at home. I was probably see South Carolina's lost a couple of games already. Uh, but but yeah. I mean I, I agree with you. It's I, I think the league this year is starting out a little stronger overall. I know the competition hasn't necessarily been great, but uh, you've got teams that have, that have got surprisingly good records to make. Kentucky uh, and, and Georgia have, have not won 
half their games yet. You already got six or seven SEC teams. Let me look. Um, Missouri, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas A&M, LSU. Um, all those teams have already won five ball games. They've only been playing since last Friday. And every one of those teams already have five wins. And uh, it's it's, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to tell because none of them are playing you know really really strong opposition. Uh, Florida plays Miami uh, this weekend, which is always a great matchup. This nationally ranked teams and uh, and in state with with those two teams in Florida State, baseball is always a, such a great thing in uh, you know in the state of Florida. But other than that, I don't think there's an SEC team that plays a uh, that plays a ranked team this weekend. Other than other than uh, Miami and, and Florida playing. Now, one SEC team, uh, Lynn, I talk about in talking to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Talk to him every Saturday morning on the Nick Brown Show. Lynn takes you to 10. Lynn, that's look at the Kentucky Wildcats. I don't know if it's because of weather uh, in Lexington and Kentucky this time of year when they make out the schedule, but they uh, have the worst record, only one win on the season, four losses, but they opened up at North Carolina now from the ACC, a strong power. So they dropped three, although they were uh, uh, two one-run games and one two-run game. But then they traveled to Liberty, and their first home game, their lone home game, was on uh, February 24th, which yesterday, where they got their first victory over St. Joseph's. Oh, excuse me, that was at the Old Mill. No, they're in Norfolk, Virginia, so they're not at home. Uh, they're still in uh, yeah, Old Kentucky hasn't played a home game. Yeah. So there's your – and you see it does make a difference. So uh, See, in, ten- in Tennessee, the same kind of deal with Tennessee, um, they haven't played a home game, and, uh, and in uh, – in softball, they're 13 and one, and they haven't played a home game. So Tennessee, in softball or baseball, has not played a home game. And and to the flip side, you got Texas A&M. Uh, they're 13 and 0. They've had no true away games. Uh, you know, uh, just you've got a lot of. Got, it's, it's a strange deal. Georgia uh, has played 12 home games out of out of their games. So. It's it's kind of tough to compare things because of of how many that play their all their games at home and how many don't and you know early early in the season it's kind of tough but but there's no question when you've got uh, four of the top six teams in the country uh, in baseball are are SEC teams and then in your in your national rankings in softball as is as is always the case uh, I've just pulled that out Florida's three Auburn's two LSU's seven Alabama's ten Georgia eleven. Uh, there's your five of the top ten, or five of the top eleven, are SEC teams, and um, and two out of the top three, Auburn and Florida. So it's it's going to be another strong year on the diamond for 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 SEC teams. A little hard at this point to uh, to do comparisons because of of like you said, how how many of them? Some of them just play all their games at home, and then some of them virtually play none at home. Well, I want to turn to it now. So let's see. Uh, the, really, this should be a down period for you. You get to rest at all at home this weekend and watch college basketball. Should be nothing going on at Lindy's Magazine this week. Yeah, that's right. Eight weeks from today, we we go to press with our uh, Southeastern College Football Magazine. Eight weeks from today, so we already have got people lining up interviews. Uh, uh, spring football practice is, is uh, getting ready to get underway at, at a number of different places. Um, we um, we will, uh, be, of course, I'm, I'm on the road the next three weeks. I'll be doing uh, shows with you from out on the road uh, the next three weeks, uh, going out and calling on Lindy's advertising and marketing partners uh, to be getting those things underway. Uh, we will start uh, lining up some radio things for next fall, uh, including some things that you and I are, are possibly going to be doing. 
Uh, so we, we don't ever really have a downtime. Actually, as far as keeping up with sports, this is a great time because you got the NFL draft coming up. you got uh, spring football practice getting started. You've got uh, softball and baseball both going on. you got men's and women's basketball winding down. So the, the three primary sports that we cover, football, baseball, basketball, uh, this, is, this is the best time of the year. And you're right, we do have a, at least a two-month gap here. Uh, we seldom have two months uh, when we don't have a magazine coming out. And we've got a two-month gap here uh, before we do put out our next magazine. So from that standpoint, uh, we don't have any uh, you know, 3 a.m. nights editing stories. But uh, but I but it is a it, it's still you know, still, a, still a whole lot going on. But uh, this is really one of my favorite times of the year, sports wise, because you got stuff going on in all three college sports that we keep up with. I certainly enjoy it. I seem to be having a little uh, technical difficulties with the phone line this morning. So, Lynn, I always enjoy talking to you on the Nick Brown Show, and look forward to talking to you again next week. Sounds good. Talk to you in a while.